0: I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And And everything's coming up podcast.
1: Uh, This episode is sponsored by the 1994
0: Tony Awards. Ooh, change the channel. uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Rage starting. (laughs) want to kill um so today we are uh talking about the treehouse of horror episode five yeah and the the, the title
0: card i think it says that it's the simpsons halloween special five yeah yeah. (laughs) so whichever one you prefer that is what we're talking about today uh with our special guest nick weiger hi yay Hi. thanks for joining us (laughs) (laughs) we're
1: just trying to get the energy up
2: yeah yeah why not Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: And we're done. (laughs) Bye. This
2: was so much fun.
0: Yeah, thanks. Thanks. You Um, were great. mm -hmm. Um, Why did you pick this episode?
2: It's a good question. I, you know, like, uh, uh, so the way this is structured is uh, you came to me and asked me if there was an episode I wanted to do. I assume that's what you do with your guests in general. Uh, And I just like was hemming and hawing a lot of like, there's just so many that came to mind, you know, uh, uh, uh. Uh, the PTA disbands is one I was thinking of but I wanted to do a, a treehouse of horror because these are just such events and they're so like they're such like a big part of like every season in the Simpsons it's it's just it's something interesting that changes it up a little bit and I feel like this is the best treehouse of horror I mean I'm not alone in that I think the kind of the critical consensus is that treehouse of horror 5 is the, the best one um, so I guess that was it I think also too it's just like you know, as someone, as a kid, I was, like, really into, like, science fiction and and, and horror. And so it was, like, it, my favorite uh, TV show tackling that in a comedic way. It was just always something that, like, I, I gravitated to each season.
0: How, mm-hmm. how old are you when this episode came out?
2: I would have been... What year was it? 90, 94. 94? So I would have been uh, just turned 14.
0: That seems like a really good age for this episode. I remember, I, I think Julie and I were probably... Uh, pretty i mean i was not want to do I was math. three but i was three years old so i don't know if i was probably watching this as it was on uh but i know that this episode terrified me and right. even rewatching it this morning really scared me there's some very very what disturbing terrified you. i was really scared of the intro which is funny. right and it's actually so like just iconic just seeing the red The red, like, curtains behind Marge and the Mm -hmm. spotlight, you know that it's going to be something big. Like Nick said, like, it is an event. Like, every year you get to watch this one super cool episode that you know is going to be at least different, even if it's not scary. But there's going to be something that they get to, like, bend the rules, which I think is the most exciting part about. Yeah, and you have Marge come out and... You know, Marge kind of is speaking on behalf of the scaredy cats, like myself, yeah. and is kind of warning you, just like this is going to be scary. In fact, we're not even allowed to show it. Uh, we're going to recommend that you watch this movie. Uh, like what? What was it? 200 miles to Oregon.
1: Yes, <laughs> something like that. But, I can't remember. Uh,
0: but she warns you, and then suddenly it turns off, and then Bart has the "Do not like adjust your TV screens. It's not broken." And then right. it immediately gets funny again because Homer goes in. But then you start seeing all these heads getting, like, chopped off. Right. And then you see, like, Mo being hung, which we already know is something he would do. So it's, like, <laughs> steeped in this level of yeah, realism. Yeah, thought <laughs> about it for an extra second. <laughs> <laughs> that I was not prepared for. But, but the, I guess what scares me the most in this episode, uh, in addition to just the very... Uh, very real. These are the dreams kids have. Mm-hmm. Uh, the illustration was just really good and creepy. Like yeah. it had like a very Robo effect to it. Like right. Very like the thing kind of stuff with the with the skin coming outside and just yeah. all the stuff was really gruesome. And I was it, gonna it, say, I loved it. yeah, I was gonna
1: say in the Shining, which is the play off the Shining. Of mm-hmm. course, Do you want to get sued. Oh, it's <sighs> so good. Um, Homer is drawn so funny when he f- freaks out. Just like the, he goes through like twenty different emotions, and it's just done. Yeah,
2: I, th- I think you're, you're talking about the part, and this is after the 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 line, which is maybe the best line of the episode, but. uh, uh- uh, no beer and no TV, make Homer something, something.
0: Go uh, crazy. Go
2: crazy. Don't <laughs> mind if I do. And then, yeah. And then, but yeah, that's a great line. It's a great moment. But then you're right. He has this moment of like his, his face and his, uh, uh he does all these like crazy, like flips and, and, uh, with his hands and, and his, his mouth is moving. And then <laughs> yeah. at the same time, Dan Kesslinda's voice is like fluctuating wildly. It's just like such like this crazy, uh, 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 both physical and verbal thing that that's just, uh, it's just really awesome looking. Yeah, I think that I think you guys hit on something of just like that's I think that's part of what's cool about these trios of horrors is they change the visual visual character of the show and as the show progressed they started to you know do that more and have little tangents where they changed the animation style and certainly the the couch gags when those got extended is a place they played around with that, um, but cer- the trios of Horrors is always just something that just kind of had like kind of a different look to it and then also just some really like really gruesome violence that they could get away with yeah. You know?
1: absolutely what part of this episode was your favorite segment
2: oh of the three segments that's a good question um I would say uh, probably the middle one uh, which is uh uh, time Time and and punishment punishment. oh
0: that one's so good so Mm -hmm. this is where
2: Homer gets uh, uh, attempts to fix the toaster and instead sends himself back in time And this was one where you know there. uh, I think I think all three of these are references. I looked it up. I think the third one is a reference to something called Nightmare Cafe, which I don't know what it is. No way. Yeah, but the first one is a a a shining reference, and then the middle one. This is a reference. This is the one reference I knew going in, which was this Ray Bradbury short story, A Sound of Thunder, which is based on that premise of. uh, I think they have hunting expeditions that send you back in time. And then, but you have to be very careful not to mess with anything uh, because you can affect the future, and it's just about that. And I just thought that was a really cool concept. It was like a short story I heard it, I heard read aloud from a counselor at summer camp. Uh, awesome. <laughs> when I was like cool summer grade. camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, and so, go, knowing that going in, and then I'm just like, oh, this is this is a really cool story that I know the source material of, and then it's just like a super funny comedic take on it. Like once they get into it, they're just so uh, efficient with uh, uh, playing around with that premise.
1: Absolutely efficient is really the operative word in this because they just sort of get to have those like jokes in a flash and yeah. then zip back and forth and yeah it's,
2: I, it's so hard too because it's like they've got basically like seven minutes an act and then they've got a within that they've got to tell an entire like like structured story and it's just like they have to be so right you, like watching it uh, with more with like kind of like a writerly brain you see things like uh, in the time and punishment episode um uh, they take uh, Homer. They they take the whole Simpson house into the reeneducation education center. Yeah, and it's like, oh, that looks really cool. But also, from efficiency standpoint, the house is right there. So Homer, when he breaks away from the reeducation education center, he can just go right to the toaster and t- transport back in time and get right back to it. I mean, right. that, that's that's all the justification they need. So, um, yeah, it's 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 they're really they're kind of impressive uh, uh, writerly achievements as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, are there favorite lines from the toaster episode that you remember? Hmm. The one that I probably use the most, and I don't know how I make it come up the most. I think I know what you're talking can you, about. Can, you, can I hear what you think it is? Oh,
2: shut up, you. <laughs> is it? Oh, quiet, quiet, Oh, you. quiet, you. Yeah. you. Sorry, <laughs> shut up would have been
1: people. too aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> quiet, you. I
0: laughed every time
1: I heard quiet, you when I rewatched this. It was just so
0: good. Uh, quiet, you? quiet, you is definitely uh, the one that would make sense to use. The one that I somehow oh, use really? Is, I wish, I wish I hadn't squished that. Oh, fish. that's
2: pretty good, too. That one's really good. Is that a Quiet You? Is that a because I I, I know that Mr Peabody and Sherman is a thing, but do they say that on the show or is that a thing they invented? No, I
1: think they're,
0: they're just making the fun fun of it <laughs> yeah. yeah, which makes
1: it even yeah, better.
0: Because I mean,
1: Mr Peabody and Sherman, like I don't know, it, it it's it's an ill matched pair. Yeah, and, and um, yeah, Mr Peabody doesn't really need Sherman. He just sort of asks stupid questions. So I think that that was their like opinion of that structure being voiced through Quiet You.
2: I have a, as we were talking, I just thought of the, I just remember my favorite line or kind of the, the, I think the the best joke in this segment, which is um, uh, Homer keeps going back in time. And each time, you know, he comes back, and the the present is a little different. And he goes back, and he goes crazy, and he just decides he's gonna uh, uh, stomp everything. And he just there's <laughs> just like a really funny animated segment where he's like beating the crap out of a giant mosquito with a club, <laughs> and like stepping on a lizard. yeah, stepping on a lizard. <laughs> and then uh, uh, and then he comes back, and then now everything like he comes back to the Simpson's house, and it's this like gorgeous mansion, and Bart and Lisa are uh, Bart is super well behaved, uh, Lisa's wearing a tiara. And um, uh, uh, they Maggie's mentioned got
0: the jewels in her mouth. Yeah, yeah.
2: They mentioned <laughs> they're going to Patty and Selma's funeral,
0: right? <laughs> like, like,
2: like, there's just all in these
1: things. Yeah, in a Lexus.
2: Yeah, in a new Lexus. Yeah, luxury sedan. Um, and then uh, uh, Homer asked for a donut, and Marge is like, donut? What's a donut? And Homer screams and rushes downstairs and grabs a toast and teleports back <laughs> in time. And after he exits, uh, Marge goes, it's raining again. And you see outside, <laughs> donuts are just falling yeah. from the sky. Oh,
0: the irony. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> it's really it's good. It's painful. But, and of course, the, the very fun twist that we all love is is we finally think that he's made it back to his normal uh, situations, but then they have, like, those crazy lizard tongues. Just like, eh, good enough. Yeah, right, yeah. right.
2: Yeah. I love it's that. A fun button.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I love his out to that scene, too, when everything is perfect is that, you know, there are no donuts, and so that's what causes him to freak out. I just think that's so funny.
0: I also think Marge is so funny when Homer's freaking out and it's just like, what color is the sky? <laughs> what are donuts? What day is it? And yeah. she says, the sky is blue. Donuts are plentiful. Friday is family night on ABC. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> I love it when they reference, like, the TGIFs that was happening. Yeah. Uh, at the time. I, I forget which episode this is, but it's like, uh, you know, when Bart describes, like, in Tuesday night, CBS is craptacular or something. I know I totally butchered that, but whatever.
2: That was one thing I think they did really well in this era in this episode is, like, there's a there's a bunch of references, including some I still I still don't get. I still don't know what I'm the first non-Brazilian person to travel back in time. I don't get that either. And I have he no says idea what that is. Right. It. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, uh, uh, but there's also things like, you know, there's like a Terminator 2 reference in this segment there's yeah. a uh, there's a Jurassic Park reference um, uh, We we talked about the Mr. Peabody and Sherman. But like none of this stuff is feels too crowbarred in. And also, like none of it kind of relies on your knowledge of the source material. You know, you can still kind of enjoy it on its own.
0: Uh, the The Simpsons Guide actually answers your question. Homer's reference to himself as the first non-Brazilian person to travel backwards through time. Alludes to the hallucinogen inspired author Carlos Castaneda.
2: Wow. Of course it, it does. does.
0: Yeah. God, they're stinking Harvard But, days. I mean, does, does that make that joke any funnier? Uh, it would have if we got that already, but it, it's exactly what The Simpsons does so well, is we know it's a joke, so we laugh. Yeah. But we don't really need to know. It's just, it's right. just so we, funny.
1: We understand the rhythm and the cadence of a joke.
0: And we like, yeah, exactly. And we like <laughs> that someone is a nerd. Like, and it's always fun yeah. that someone knows something well enough and that that's funny. we also trust funny. them. Yeah, they're you not going to mislead us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. And yeah, let's actually get the rating. What comes next? Would it be uh, the shitting or would it be the uh, Nightmare Cafeteria episode?
2: Uh, they're not, not going to for me. I mean, I think the consensus is that people think of uh, uh, Nightmare Cafeteria as the weak link. But I think I like that one a lot. And part of it may be also too. Like I know the Shining better than I know the Shining, um, uh, so yeah. like it's it's you know I think maybe if you're a Shining super fan going into seeing the Shining, you you appreciate that one a little bit more, right? Then again, the Shining has some really good jokes. I don't know. I mean, it, that'd be hard to call. If you made me cho <laughs> if you made me choose, I would probably say Nightmare Cafeteria. Yeah. Um, there's just like so many so many fun moments in that one.
0: Right. The, the probably the most jokes like it's yeah just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's... <laughs> you might say there's a little ooter in all of us.
2: <sighs> That's really great because he does that twice. Like there's 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 the earlier part with Biz uh, uh, Kerbapel and um uh, he's like, uh, remember when I said I'd make something? Remember I told Jimbo Jones I'd make something out of him someday? And then Mrs. Kerbapel is like, are you saying we ate uh, <laughs> Jim- You took Jimbo, prepared him into a meal. We're eating him and digesting him now. Um, ah. and, and yeah, yeah yeah
1: doesn't he just <laughs> point to his nose He
2: points to his nose <laughs> <laughs> And then the the Uter joke, which you just referenced, is the is like the same sort of thing. He it just like goes a step too far in in terms of a, a literalism. But that 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 joke's really great.
0: I love the animation of Skinner when he's kind of just kind of bopping, he's like so excited, yeah. wearing his yeah. lighter hose, and in between very yeah. disturbed Brian yeah. and, Bart I and
1: I love, Lisa. There's a lot of great animation in this episode, and I love it when Mrs. Krabappel gets fat and the way they animate her, and that's Super so fun. great. And I feel like these episodes, the Treehouse of Horrors, they really did something quite brilliant with setting these up for themselves as sort of like. Uh, playground for just joke, 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 because a normal Simpsons episode, of course, is um, has a lot of jokes, but I not at this frequency, I don't think. Yeah, yeah it's just constant. And also, the, like the caliber of joke in Nightmare F- Cafeteria, it is all on the nose stuff. Sure. Um, but I love, I love it. I love that they just embrace it. My favorite joke from the shinning is um, when Willie discovers that Bart has a shinning (laughs) and he's like, whenever you need me, you know, just use the shinning to page me or whatever. And he's like, except for between four and six, that's Willie's time. I
0: just thought that was so funny. I never got that joke until the spewing. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Uh, that's one for adults. That's um,
0: uh,
2: <laughs> time. That's one for Dad. Um. So, uh, uh, yeah, that was like, and also too, like, because the shinning has this thing of Bart. Uh, you know, Bart can read. Uh, uh Bart has the shinning He can read or com tel- uh communicate telepathically with Willie. There's they do a thing with Bart like in telepathy a few times. Like not just in the Halloween episodes. Like the uh uh, uh the Pooh Kip joke in the um uh in the brother from the same planet episode where Bart is trying to mentally tell Homer to pick him up from soccer practice. Oh, wow. And then he's like he's saying like pick up Bart, pick up Bart, and then you oh, see Milhouse writing, writing it, it backwards. Um uh, so that's like the same thing. And then also in the episode where uh, uh I think it's what's the episode where Seymour where Bart skips school and then witnesses uh uh, uh the waiter getting That's the up. Chowder one. The Chowder episode, chowder, yeah. But that's yeah. one where like <laughs> yeah, We're, Homer's in the jury box and he goes uh, I know you can read my thoughts boy meow 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 <laughs> so it's like a, I don't, for yeah. some reason they just decided wow. to run with with Bart having some telepathic ability or implying it um, outside of the context of this one it seems
1: appropriate it does guess, make sense yes. very cunning <laughs>
2: Um, I you know the joke I like in The shinning is uh, uh, we you talk about the no TV and no beer make home or something something, but I also like the run where he's um, uh, he's breaking down the door and mm-hmm. the first one he breaks down and it's the Shining uh, direct analog where he's like here's Johnny mm-hmm. and there's no one there and then he breaks down the second <laughs> door and he's like David Letterman hi
0: David I'm Grandpa <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and then the, th- the the third one he does like the entire sixty minutes intro <laughs> he's like I'm uh, uh, I'm Mike Wallace I'm I'm Morley Safer and I met Bradley all this and, and Andy Rooney uh, tonight's 60 minutes it's like so it's like and he's, so ridiculous yeah holding
0: the stopwatch yeah he's holding the
2: stopwatch yeah it's such a great detail I
0: think Marge is really good in all these episodes just staying as Marge as possible but a little elevated because right Right when Homer realizes there's there's no cable and there's no beer, uh, he stays very calm and he's like, Homer, I'm very impressed and then he's just like, I'll kill all I'll kill all of you. <laughs> and then uh, he walks away and he's just like, I'll find something to like, you know, focus my time on. Maybe I'll check out that axe collection. <laughs> and then Lisa asks, Is dad gonna kill us? And Marge says, We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: there's a lot of really great uh they I mean Again, they fit in so many great jokes that you know kept the story going and and made everything work out. My favorite well one of my favorite jokes from the shitting is um when marge calls the police for help over the hotel oh CD my god, Radio. So good. yeah and she goes hello police this is marge simpson my husband uh, is on a murderous rampage over and it's chief wiggum and he goes oh well thank god that's over i was
2: worried there for <laughs> 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 those
0: are the kinds of jokes where you wonder how has no one done this like this seems like the oldest joke in the book and mm-hmm. yet this is the first time anyone's doing it
1: yeah, yeah. well I, yeah it's it's yeah, they just sort of embrace that. It's and, so yeah, amazing.
0: It. Uh, I think they talked about uh, that concept of like this. How could this possibly just be being made for the first time uh, on Jibber Jab? And the joke that they they talked about was someone saying this, like uh, "Let's fight," and someone saying "Them's fighting words." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like they. It's this like well, very it, smart kind of yeah.
1: But, well, but the signs of it is that it's so obvious. Exactly that yeah that you know. Why, why would anyone do something that's so on the nose? But I think they do a very good job of like playing through the um, very smart deep reference jokes like the Brazil joke and then something that is so like lower shelf easily to reach by a baby kind of yeah. jokes. Um yeah I, I love the juxtaposition of those two different joke styles.
2: Yeah, I this is this is such a this is a a, a, a small tangent from, from what you were saying but like just just on the the topic of jokes and from the shitting that uh uh we liked there's a, there's a detail where Willie calls Bart a little fat boy. I love that. Which I think it's the first time they reference Bart as being overweight. I could be wrong, but it's like you look at him like, oh, I guess he is like a little fat. Like you kind of think like, oh, that's just how they draw the kids. But then like, oh, I guess Bart's like a fat kid, which just kind of changes <laughs> right. your perception of him a little bit. It like, does.
0: Yeah, he's got a little tub yeah, 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 yeah. That's really true because obviously you wouldn't really be able to know what is just the artist's style. And you might, I think it's funnier if that is just the style that he draws everybody, but then pointing it out does totally flip it on its head, and suddenly he's the fat kid. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because Lisa's shaped similarly, but doesn't have quite that gut. No. Uh, But it is kind of funny to think of someone who's like a cool kid as being a little, like, tubbier. I like it. I think think it works. Were
1: either of you frightened when in um, the second segment, the Time and Punishment segment, when... um, uh, Homer travels to one timeline, and and Maggie chops down Willie with an axe, and takes out her pacifier and <laughs> speaks in a very low, foreboding tone. This is indeed a disturbing. Universe. Was that yeah. was that really alarming <laughs> to you guys? I feel
0: that- like I was affected
2: by
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally get that. Um, that that for me, ha, I think I was able to see as just silly because maybe I don't have... I, I unfortunately have a very hard time being afraid of things that I can't visualize happening to me. Mm. And I think maybe because I've never been around babies, I, I've never been afraid of babies. <laughs> like in any horror movies, they've just never scared me. <laughs> but... I got really, really scared, and I don't know why I find this relatable, but when they get the part of their brain taken out, and oh. just, like, Marge's face when she's holding yeah. up. Yeah! Moe because and,
1: that's a real thing.
0: It's a real thing, yeah. and just seeing Marge kind of holding aye, it aye. up and with the, like, the way that they draw her is so tired. And, I know. Ugh, that, a, that's what freaks me out.
2: There's a great, like, Mo part there, too. Like, and I think they do a good <laughs> job in this one of, like, like fitting in the the, the Simpsons supporting cast, you know, like, like uh, uh, Moe's the lobotomy patient in this one, the, the Previous one we mentioned Wiggum and and uh you know uh, uh Burns and Smithers own the, the, the lodge that they're caretakers at. Yeah. Um but like the moe coming in and just is like very like low-key delivery, like yeah. like he's missing part of his brain. He's almost it, at peace. It's not so bad, Homer. I know <laughs> through your nose, it's just, it's just so... you get
0: to
1: keep the part of the brain that they take out. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he is actually almost at peace in a way that you're like, well oh, that doesn't seem as bad, but then when we see the rest of the family, of course, it's terrifying.
0: Um, would you say that the Maggie part was the part that scared you the most, or is hmm. it, throughout the entire episode? What what would you say is probably the most frightening, either as a kid or watching it for? Um, I would the first probably time it's say
1: the end when uh the gas comes in and turns them inside out and they do a chorus line <laughs> it is
2: really like it's really graphic and kind of horrifying like seeing their skin invert and the blood like it looks cool but yeah and then there's blood splatters and then like the the point where like during the credits like they're singing a chorus line and then santa's little helper comes in and starts Ugh. like gnawing on yeah bar- <laughs> it's that's like pretty it's gross. really gross
1: yeah, I was never into um like garbage pail kids kind of stuff when Blood I was younger. Guts kind of gross Blood stuff. Guts. Yeah, yeah, it's not really my thing. I mean, I can tolerate it, but yeah, it usually makes me just kind of go, uh, change the <laughs> channel. Yeah.
0: Uh, Nick, what about you? Was there... I mean, you were already 14 at this point, so I'm not sure if you yeah, were I think as a mostly boy. into it or...
2: I, yeah, I don't I don't think as a teen boy there's anything that really spooked <laughs> me, or if it was, maybe I shouldn't admit it. Um, uh, <laughs> no, no, I, I, I don't remember being... Uh, you know, this was like a time in my life when I was... We me and my friends were watching VHS uh, tapes of, like, you know, horror films that were, you know, we were finding... T- it used to be remarkably hard to get your hands on an R-rated movie um in the days of physical media so like you know uh, uh but we were watching like uh you know the Friday the 13th movies, Nightmare on Elm Street. So we were watching graphic horror. So it wasn't like it, n- nothing's too startling there, but it's definitely like feels like a uh uh you know again just like for being a network cartoon, it it's like super super gory or at least it was in oh, yeah. 1994. Um yeah, I like the uh uh you know, this one has like the sort of cannibalism thing, and um, uh, this resonated with me partly because, like, uh, year, when I was a lot younger, they were talking about Nightmare Cafeteria. When I was a lot younger, uh, there was a I, I watched a Twilight Zone that I was like at my grandparents' house, and I was too young to have seen it. It's the Two Serve, serve man, man episode, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was, which they
0: which they reference uh, directly into it's a cookbook.
2: Yeah, uh, they reference. Yeah, they so reference. That,
0: in, in that episode of the Twilight Zone, uh, they bring all these people on. Uh, board a ship, and uh-huh. you think that they're like trying to take care of you, but then you right. learn that they're actually going to eat you. So there's a book called "To Serve uh-huh. Man," like, "Oh, let us serve you," and it's aliens. I should have mentioned that right. like, these are oh, aliens. Too. Right, right, right. <laughs> and uh, and then you realize, oh no, they're trying to cook you. By the way, that episode came out on March 2nd. Uh, that's my birthday, so wow. I really like that episode a lot. Wow. Also, The Twilight Zone is definitely my favorite show after The Simpsons, and so it's it's one of the reasons I love how they always, always, always bring them together for the, yeah. the Treehouse of Horror.
2: Well, they've got like the they've got the joy of cooking Millhouse book that Edna's got <laughs> and uh, Millhouse's reaction in this one, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 Any one of us could be next, uh, but yeah. Also, in an earlier Treehouse of Horror, because I, I when I first saw that Twilight Zone episode, uh, I was like way too young to have seen it, and I was just like I had nightmares and I couldn't sleep and I was like oh, yeah. terrified. It was just like the idea of being eaten by an alien was just like a, the worst. I was like more afraid of that than anything, um, and uh, and uh, you know, and I think in Treehouse of Horror one. Uh, they have the, the run where they get abducted by aliens and they have the, they do the whole to serve man run, right? They do. It's like, to serve man and then it's like...
0: She dusts it off and then... Yeah,
2: I can't remember all the things that said... Oh, to, how to, to how to serve humans and then it's how to serve... Uh, humans, I should have looked
0: how to up. How to serve like head of lettuce. Or yeah, like, yeah, they yeah, just yeah. keep adding it so it seems like it's not actually that... We'll look it up, but they're always doing the little amounts of that that I love. Mm-hmm.
2: If you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance you know what we're talking about. <laughs> it's that part in the, the Treehouse of Horror one where they, the words keep moving, meaning different things.
0: Basically. Yeah, right, right.
2: Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, I love that. And I guess the twist that you kind of get in the twist ending in, in the second segment is kind of a Twilight Zone thing too with the, the lizard tongues that we mentioned earlier.
0: Right. I, I remember being very disturbed by the voices that Lisa uses when uh, Homer's like doll-sized, like when they're using him as a dollhouse and Lisa says, Um, let's squish him. Like his voice is just so low and creepy and it's always seemed like not quite, like like just a bad take. (laughs) Like it always seemed like, is that how you meant to sound? (laughs) That part also kind of confuses me because I I mean, I guess I shouldn't find
1: logic in that weird parallel universe, but (laughs) hey, that aunt looks like dad. Okay, but then you're... So are you, is this like a dollhouse that you're in the larger universe? There's a, it just, I don't know. The it seems, yeah, it doesn't.
2: <laughs> I would guess a giant Homer also exists in that alternate time. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, what I'm guessing. It's a little confusing.
1: And then I guess in that universe, if you see an ant that looks like your
0: father, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> I'm reading
0: too much into it. No, no, I think it's just right. Yeah. Oh,
2: what do good. you guys think of? Because uh, like one of my favorite minor characters, uh, voiced by Rusty Taylor, is Uter. Mm-hmm. and we talked about him. And uh, he comes up in in, in the third segment uh, as the Uter Broughton. But like, how, what do you what do you guys think of Uter in general? Are we Uter fans here? I
0: love Uter. I think yeah. that he's delightful, and it's really it's really hard to separate uh, one chubby nerd from another chubby nerd when they're all just kind of nondescript fourth graders but they do such a good job of giving him such a distinct personality because he, he's almost Martin because like he's That's kind what of I was gonna say yeah so he's he's kind of he's like the German Martin he's German yeah. Martin but he's also just a little bit more uh I don't think kids make fun of him quite in the same way because he's not the brainiac that martin is like he's just a delightful right top and they, of lard. They kind of can't fault him for being foreign yeah i <laughs> i think he's delightful and i i guess i can't really remember what the other kids think of him yeah but he seems really pleasant and well, he's very funny <laughs> yeah
2: it's the same it's the same uh, voice actor as uh, as martin prince i believe oh uh, wow yeah that and- makes sense uh, uh, yeah, there's I think the, the my favorite Uder Bobit is from the Lisa on Ice um, and uh, where they're in the uh, where Homer goes goes into the, uh, the locker room and Lisa's joining the hockey team. And he's like, all right, I don't want anyone giving her a hard time just because she's different. And then uh, he notices Uteri's like that kid's got bosoms, (laughs) and then starts Uh, chasing him with with a towel towel and and whipping it. Yeah, it's (laughs)
1: like, "Oh, I'm filled with chocolate." (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: That was a line that my father and I laughed about for hours. I don't know why that struck such a chord with us.
2: (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I I think he's really well used here. Of just like cuts in line and Mm -hmm. uh, another spicy Jimbo. Is that what it is? Or sloppy Jimbo? That's what it's called. Sloppy Jimbo. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, when did so you probably watched this as it was originally airing?
2: Yeah, uh, how this, old
0: were you when you started watching The Simpsons in general?
2: Uh, well, so the original, The Simpsons. What's the first episode called? Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire. Is yeah, right? uh, the that one aired. I think when I was. I would have. I would have been eight or nine. I think that that may have maybe aired in nineteen eighty eight, nineteen eighty nine. Um, and uh, uh, so I started watching it then, and I watched it straight through seasons one and two. And then for whatever reason, I think the grade I was in decided on season three that the Simpsons wasn't cool. So I like. So I was like. I was like. Oh, no. oh I'm not. I'm, oh, I'm not going to no. watch it either. And then in uh, I think then the next season, I think, is when I was in middle school and um, maybe I'm doing the math wrong or in seventh grade or something. And then I had a circle of friends who were talking about how cool The Simpsons or like how funny The Simpsons was. So I started watching it again. Wow. So I think probably from season mid season four uh, through, I think, season 13, I think I watched pretty much every episode like as it aired. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, yeah, definitely, definitely in this span, I, I saw this one as it premiered.
1: Yeah. I uh, feel like I didn't talk about The Sims. I feel like I enjoyed it very, like, in an isolated way. Which me too. feels
0: weird. Mm-hmm. I, I actually, don't know why. I feel the same thing for me, and I think you uh, as well. It was a family experience. Like, I was yeah, watching it with my dad absolutely. and my sisters. And, yeah. and I think I, like, I think talking about TV is something that has, at least as kids, has gotten more and more popular as, mm. as it's gotten, you know, there are right. more, more ways to do it. But... At least with my friends, it wasn't until middle school where you kind of had a choice of what you watched Mm. that there was even any reason because like... If you're a kid, you don't really choose what you watch. Your parents no, choose what you yeah. watch. So, like, it'd be like talking about what time you go to bed. Like, it's, right, it right. doesn't really make sense. Yeah. I feel like the only. What time did you have for dinner? I don't know. Oh, what my yeah. mom made. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. I feel like the only time that I referenced TV with my friends when I was in middle school was, like, Sherry O'Terry characters in SNL or something, <laughs> which uh, shows my age. Yeah.
2: Well, I definitely had a. I, at some point in junior high or high school, I think it was high school. Uh, it got back to me that there was some shit talking about my group of friends about how we made too many Simpsons references.
0: Because
2: <laughs> I, I, I think that that's like kind of the thing of like a kid is like your substitute for. Uh, making your own joke is just quoting someone else's joke and oh, like totally. yeah you know it's, it's like the kid who uh, is just doing Austin Powers all the time and yeah we would, we would just do a lot of Simpsons references to make ourselves laugh.
1: But
0: that's Definitely. how I feel like you learn how to tell or write jokes. Absolutely. I guess so yeah. I feel like everyone I, I mean I know this is true about at least uh, me and Julia but I feel like everyone that we know that is very funny at one point in their life was repeating like Saturday Night Live sketches like to a T, right, right. performing it for their friends or doing something like. And that's completely by design Lorne Michaels is completely
1: aware that he is creating every 13-year-old boy's favorite TV show (laughs) at all
0: times. Mm -hmm. Like, that's his audience that he's directly
1: (laughs) aiming toward, and everyone else is just a cherry on
0: top. Um, How heartbreaking that there was ever a point that you felt, like, ostracized at all for watching The Simpsons and loving The Simpsons as much as you did. Well, you know, I mean, like,
2: I think... Kids are fickle, right? And I think that that's the kind of thing of like, you could just do whatever your your favorite band or sports team is just you'll you can succumb to peer pressure so easily. I think right. when you're in that, you know, uh, preteen tween sort of age group. So I mean, yeah, I mean. I think there's definitely things like there were a few. I remember there's some season three episodes, maybe some end of season two episodes where like I I didn't watch them for a long time, like until they came out on DVD. Like I think I I didn't see Blood Feud until wow. like it came out on DVD. Um, so yeah, there was there was a gap in in my knowledge a little bit, but it's also like two. It's like uh. I, I don't know what where where you guys are are from or or, or if this this uh, uh six up with your ages, but like I, these Simpsons episodes would rerun in syndication all yeah. the time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so like where we I'm from Southern California and our local Fox affiliate would run it I think at you know like seven or six thirty and seven every night every weeknight, and so you know I was just watching two episodes of Sim- the Simpsons like every day after yeah. school yeah. basically. Same, we're
0: the same. We're we're both from here as well. Okay. Yeah. Yay! Yay. There go. California. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: we never get to talk about our hometown pride. Oh boy! Except for right now. <laughs> sorry, guys. I'm not sorry. This is this is completely selfish, and I shouldn't derail. But I did read I did read a review once on my Twin Peaks podcast that it was the only bad review that we got, and it was they're too proud that they're from California. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Well I didn't really know right. what that meant. well they're kind of right yeah well I'm I'm super happy <laughs> to be from California and like The Simpsons and the sun. right
1: right right but yeah we are
0: <laughs> anyway that small was a very crowd. rude derailment I,
2: I feel a little defensive as a, as a lifelong Californian I feel like when people like shit talk California I get a, like a little like all right take it easy yeah. you know like when you know we produce twenty five percent of the nation's food supply so just you know right. relax yeah. you know yeah we're, we're one sixth of the nation's population and, you and know? avocados yeah. right like, yeah
1: when people come to L A especially. like comedians and you know they're coming from like seattle or chicago or new york or whatever they immediately go to hating la Mm -hmm. and i will say I get it. Totally. Like, I completely get it. Um, if I were to move here trying to get a job, that's putting a lot of pressure on a town. To <laughs> a lot of happiness. Yeah. Um, and and at the end of the day, that's kind of on you too. But I mean, I get that there are really douchey parts of, of Los Angeles, but yeah, I Douchey think
0: parts of everywhere. There's a, Yeah, that's my point. Of like Springfield. Right. The right,
1: way to bring it back. But <laughs> if you dig deep enough, I think you just find your own place and you make it work and try to accept happiness in your life. <laughs>
2: There are some like LA centric jokes on the Simpsons. One that comes to mind, it, this was just a thing like cuz I'm I'm uh, uh, my hometown was Lakewood, California, which is right by uh, right next to Long Beach. Which is where I'm and, from. And uh, yeah, uh, and um uh, there was a joke I think in the in the Leftorium episode where uh, where Ned opens the uh, the left handed store and then um, Homer wishes for him to fail and then uh, he does. But there's a joke <laughs> in that where like uh, someone comes in and is like I heard you validate parking without a purchase and Ned's like Yes, we do. Uh, right is rain or left is land and you validate and just just stamp the ticket. But like I didn't know the concept of parking validation until I got to L.A. Right. Oh, really? Because yeah, mm-hmm. we were like this. It, it, you just you go to the mall and there was just like yeah, in the suburbs there's just just endless free parking,
1: right? Yeah, right, right, absolutely. <laughs> wow, I didn't think that you would go there for LA-centric uh, references because I find well, like that Eye they do. I Springfield, yeah. Springfield good yeah, one, yeah, they they do a lot of LA-centric references. You know, um I forget what episode, but uh, they did like a thing in like a, the Orpheum Theater or Randy's Donuts. It's like mm-hmm. a big thing. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. So it's it's interesting to see.
0: see, Right.
1: Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, it's interesting to see how they bring LA into the show just because they're forced to be there. (laughs) Well, it's so funny
0: that for so, so, so long, there was just the, what seemed like the never answered mystery of where is Springfield? Right. And it's funny because now we know. But for so long, they really were trying to make it a mystery. Mm -hmm. And part of the trailer of The Simpsons movie was them. Going to reveal where it was and then cutting off before they actually said right, where it was. Right. And it's like at this time, like I think as a kid, like at least, maybe maybe as a stupid kid, I was just like, well, it's probably here. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah. you know, right. it's, you're watching it. You're just like, oh, Are yeah. Are you disappointed here. that they did that though instead of like sticking to the bits? I kind of like sticking to bits, but um, it doesn't it doesn't like hurt my experience.
1: No, it doesn't hurt my experience. <laughs> Not as much as finding out that they switched the timeline and that Marge and Homer met in the 90s. So but- I will
0: <laughs> ask, the <laughs> Nick, you actually have, you're one of the people uh, that I've known to actually speak kind of highly of at least some of the episodes in the mo- more recent years. Can you talk about that?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, like, I think you have to think of it as, it's its not the show you remember if you haven't been watching it for a long time. Like, I think it just, it's a cartoon now. It's, right. it's just, you know, and um, uh, I think if you, uh, one thing it, in its in its contemporary defense is that it, it looks fantastic in HD. It looks so great, and it, they've still, they've got amazing animators working on it, and they take, you know, they they change up the style visually and, and sometimes in, in, in a really dynamic way. The couch gags are awesome, especially the extended ones. So there's just a lot, lot to look at from like an a, a, a animation aesthetic standpoint that's really fun. Um, and then also, like, you know, funny writers work on the show. So there are funny jokes in it. I, I right. watched an episode from this season um, and story wise, it was maybe a little bit of a. Uh, you know, didn't didn't quite. Uh, it was just a little all over the place as, as these more contemporary Simpsons sometimes can be. <clears throat> but it was basically, uh, uh, you know, Homer and Bart go on a, uh, a Nick Offerman was a, a guest voice, and Homer and Bart go on like a, a ship adventure to try to like rekindle their father son relationship. And meanwhile, the subplot uh, story is uh, uh, Marge is learning how to play fantasy football, which maybe makes you <laughs> cringe a little bit if you yeah. remember if you because it's too contemporary. But there, like, I watched this episode and like four times I laughed out loud. It's just like, these are just funny jokes. And I, so I think if you can appreciate on that level, not not to, to, to ramble too long, I already have, um, uh, I, I think of it like, kind of like, uh, the Hobbit movies versus the Lord of the Rings, Mm. where it's like, they're not as good. You just have to kind of see like these, these really aren't as good, but they're kind of still fun, you know, like right, you, right. you know, you'd you still like a, 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 a if you want to watch elves, you know, a, a fuck up giant spiders with bows and arrows like it's it's great, like that right. it delivers on that. So I mean, I think it's the same the same sort of way.
0: Let me be a jerk. Could you would you say that it is maybe accurate to use the analogy of the Star Wars um the original versus cuz especially since yeah. there's so much time just because people like if Like, people decided to not like New Simpsons the same way that people decided to hate New um, Star Wars. yeah. Yeah, the prequels. And, like, I feel like if I watched them again, I would probably find that there were some good things in it, but I just would have to actively decide to not be a jerk about it. Yeah,
1: It It kind of actually makes me think about, and and this is similar, but but also very different, um, so what a great example, Julia. Um, (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: But uh, uh, similarly, the long-running show, Saturday Night Live, I feel like a lot Mm, of people um, think it's very fashionable to shit on whatever current um, season of Saturday Night Live there is, you know, we or I mentioned earlier that Lorne Michaels is making, you know, a 13 year old boy's favorite TV show. I feel like we all have our seasons that were our favorite when we were younger. And, you know, uh, you can definitely see if you continue to watch it today that there are sketches that blow your mind. But it's a very high bar to measure up to. And I think you have to judge it uh, to different standards.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I I do feel like, I've never, like, I think I definitely am someone that has been a little loud about particularly loving early episodes. But I've, as I've said on the podcast, I just haven't watched new ones. Same And here, I will. Yeah. I really want to. I, I'm a little scared. I'm putting it off just because it, it
1: is so precious to me, the seasons that I do love. and
0: But I know it won't ruin that. It won't get rid of the old stuff. I. I want to believe that. That's the thing. It's It's like,
1: again, like what we've said, I I don't believe that the current seasons are are bad in any way. And if I was hired tomorrow to write on The Simpsons, A, I would shit my pants. And B, (laughs) I would be like, oh, let's do the best job we can knowing what we know. And, you know, of course, also like just a show that's run for as long as it has – it's it's hard to mine for new stories that haven't been touched
0: upon. Yeah, because The Simpsons did it. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> there yeah. really
2: is like on that note. Uh, the there's another episode in this current season where uh, you remember the old Pretzel franchise episode oh, where yeah. Marge gets a fr- Pretzel franchise. Uh, it's that same story, except she gets a sandwich franchise. <laughs> it's like, it's like they just did it again. It's like, all right. Yeah, I guess, I also, yeah. I've also
0: seen them do. Uh, they've done some callbacks that are very cute. You know, they've had everything's coming up Millhouse, where Le- Lisa and Millhouse finally kiss, mm-hmm. and then he he, I don't know how, but he like falls off a cliff, but then he comes up on a giant eagle, and then his hands go up, and then he says, "Everything's coming up Millhouse." Oh, that's so they have kind of retooled. Oh, that explains
1: the, the tattoo I saw. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just some art- <laughs> artist rendition of it, or whatever. Uh,
0: so, Nick, if if you were having to write a lesson on the chalk bar- chalkboard, I keep doing that chalk Bart, <laughs> chalk Bart. It's like Beyonce. But yeah. uh, if you had to write a lesson as Bart uh, for this episode, uh, what would it be
2: based oh, on something man. you've learned? Like a transgression from my life that I regret.
0: <laughs> Whatever you interpret that, that to be, yeah, you
1: could do it however we won't. It we could won't be it. Um, if this podcast episode was an episode of the
0: simpsons okay or just something you learned from treehouse of horror five.
2: Oh man i'm gonna i'm gonna get really deeply in my head about this and then <laughs> say something i I'm, not, I'm gonna disagree with later um
0: <laughs> well it's uh, permanent 10, 10 minutes
2: yeah <laughs> no, yeah 10 minutes of dead air <laughs> but, <while> we're <laughs> but we're
0: definitely not trimming we are actually <laughs> we're gonna keep it
2: um
1: yeah we are no music. proudly an unedited podcast <laughs>
2: uh yeah i think you know oh boy I w- <laughs> you know i, I want to say like uh uh for me it, it goes back to uh 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 the, there's a thing that marge says where in in the third segment uh nightmare cafeteria where lisa and bart run to marge and ask for her to rescue them and she's like you kids are gonna have to fight your own battles one of these days so i'd say uh uh, I will learn to fight my own battles. How about That's that?
0: Great. That's great. I love that. That's probably the most insightful one we've had. And also concise. That was very good. Yeah. And I love I love Marge's continuation of that. You march up to them and say, don't eat me. Yeah, yeah. That is- <laughs> God, the lines that come
1: out of her mouth are such mom things to say. Like, they are just so perfectly mom- I, I love that. Yeah, I, I feel like my mom said that to me when I said the kids at school are bullying me. She's like, you go up to them and you say, "Stop bullying me," and they'll stop. They'll respect you.
2: It wasn't until later in life that I appreciated Barge, and I, I imagine you you have a different right. opinion. But like, as no, a, as a same. as a boy, I was like, I was like, she was like my mom, and she was like, kind of like I feel like how some kind of douchebags are like mad at Skylar White because like she's putting a stop to the fun, right. you know? Yeah. And then and I kind of like had that fit that thought towards marge is like oh marge isn't funny i don't like marge no i don't like the marge episodes uh and then you know later on you're like oh wait she has a lot of really funny lines and like as as a voice of reason they find a way to use her that, that just it, yeah, yeah that it gives her really really funny jokes and like some of her episodes are really good too mm-hmm. I, I love marge on the lamb that was yeah. so oh, good that's so
1: good so off of that um which character from the core simpsons cast do you most identify with
2: Oh, man. Or,
1: or kind of the... Or fringe characters, whatever.
2: Any character from The Simpsons? Yeah. Hmm. Ah, I love Smithers. Yeah? And I think part... Like, I love Smithers because he's one of the few characters in Springfield who I feel like is a functional person. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like so many people are like, I don't know how... You know, Chief Wiggum is completely incompetent. (laughs) You know, Bo is suicidal. Barty's an alcoholic. Uh, uh, Smithers is a guy who feels like he's competent, he can do his job. And I I like appreciate that about him.
0: And you can imagine him going home and living his life, and then coming. And he certainly does,
1: and we 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 (laughs) see that in glimpses. But yeah, he always reminds Mr. Burns that Homer is from Sector Seven (laughs) G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it's great. I mean, he's the only one that does his job well too. I'm trying to think of anyone else. I guess Apu might, but then Apu also. Now uh, yeah, he left
0: the part. He left to go to that party and left a man in a freezer. That's
1: <laughs> I know. I know. And I, and I was. I was going to talk about like the questionable morals with the hot dogs and picking it up off the ground. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's gotten shot a lot.
0: He's in fact. He's I actually might not say very he's a horrible good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thanks. And uh, well, thank you for being on this episode. And where can people find your work and? Uh, Reach out to you online.
2: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Nick Weiger, and uh, uh, I'm not sure when this is uh, this episode is uh, going to be released. But uh, watch uh, Watch Comedy Bang Bang on IFC uh, Fridays, uh, Friday nights. Um, and uh, I wrote for the show, and it's a lot of fun.
0: Thanks so much. Thanks. So
1: um, our crusty cue this week was: Has The Simpsons ever given you nightmares? And um, we got some pretty interesting answers. A lot of the answers had pictures accompanying them, which is terrifying. Ooh. Why would <laughs> you do that? <laughs> um, uh, 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 for example, Albert Caro Jr. on our Facebook page wrote, Homer's face melting from brother from the same planet. Still makes me feel uneasy. Now, how about a hug?
0: <laughs> Let me see that image. Oh, oh it's no. It's pretty bad. That is terrifying.
1: Any face melty stuff. Yeah. Um, and also Ryan Horn uh, wrote, uh, well, two people: Ryan Horn and Chris Saloto. Saloto, whatever. I can't. I'm sorry. Um, no, but can't. Can't sleep. Clown will eat me. I feel like
0: that. That came a up a lot. One. Yeah. Uh, Nico Martinez said the same thing. Yeah. Oh. And actually, so did uh, Patrick at uh, Ruriano ten two nine Ruriani. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a very scary I'm one.
1: Butcher a lot of screen names. I feel like that's a given.
0: You that's you, a tr- you pick a screen Come name on. that's hard to pronounce. <laughs> uh, Katie O'Neill at say Katie said the gremlin on the side of the bus in Treehouse. Yes,
1: absolutely. Which is another great reference to a Twilight Zone episode.
0: I want to say the gremlin. In the Simpsons, to me, is so much scarier than the Gremlin in the actual it Twilight is, Zone. It is. It is. I recently watched it, the uh, the Twilight Zone, and honestly was laughing at the monster. And I hate to be that person. I really, right. I really hate to make fun of um, anything for not being scary when it's supposed to be scary. Right. It feels. Hurtful and me. right? 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 Because they worked hard, and <laughs> yeah, and, you, and know. you know what? At the time, obviously, that was a very scary episode. But you mm-hmm. look at it now, and it's just a man in a suit with a really funny face, it. and yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, just... I know. But also, I've always been more scared of tiny. Like tiny can move fast. Okay, that's what I was going to say. So I didn't mention this in the
1: episode, but the one time that I got like sincerely freaked out by The Simpsons was in a Treehouse of Horror where it was the doll, the crusty doll. Oh that man, which is comes to life and is murderous. Cena, which
0: is. Twilight Zone
1: episode. Right. But then also that was around the time that Chucky was a thing. Um, And I was actually sincerely frightened of Chucky. Totally. Yeah. I just, tiny stuff, Mm -hmm. unassuming tiny stuff. Yeah. Cool. So bad.
0: Well, I mean, you never know where it's going to be next. Exactly. Big, you could probably see a shadow. But also
1: like it's supposed to be friendly and and accessible and warm (laughs) and welcoming and it just turns on you. Um, So moving back to the fan answers, um, David Spive. Uh, on our Facebook page, um, wrote, "I was really scared of when Flybart tried to kill Lisa in that Halloween episode."
0: Oh, and it's so icky and gross with oh, all the I juice know, that comes out. I know, of the, so gross. I really love that episode. These Treehouse of Horrors are really creepy.
1: Yeah, and then also, God, this person's Facebook screen name is. Uh, A marathon. Um, Angus Podgorney's Caper Toss.
0: Get out of here. Get out (laughs) of here. That's not a person. You're a business.
1: Um, They appropriately wrote because we covered this in our episode today. um, Nightmare Cafeteria haunts me to this day. Seriously, what a terrifying episode. I agree. And so does Nick Weiger.
0: Uh, Sean Rice uh, said, "Treehouse of Horror six, especially the groundskeeper Willie, Freddy Krueger bit. That scared me too. I yeah, I am. Um, I, I think there's some image of uh, or imagery of of him being burned when he's actually dying. That particularly scared no. me. But I obviously not obviously. Uh, there are some children that saw uh, scary movies before." they maybe should. When I saw this, this was the scariest thing I'd ever seen. Right. Um I also wanted to just uh quickly say that the episode we watched today was my first introduction to The Shining and that when I finally was old enough to like go through the Stanley Kubrick movies, right. Um I didn't realize that when I was watching uh one we of the cuckoo's nest. That that was not the Shining. I just saw Jack Nicholson, oh. and so for the entire movie, I kept waiting for Jack Terrifying Nicholson to way. like go through the door and say, "Here's Johnny." Right, right. I
1: I will say that um you know I hadn't seen the Shining until like last year. Yeah, and um but it's one of those movies that you know. I saw it referenced in The Simpsons, um, but then knew of it. And you kind of like digested by osmosis. Sure. By a certain point.
0: Can I say something? Mm-hmm. It's not as funny as The Simpsons. It's not
1: as <laughs> shining, not as
0: funny. <laughs>
1: yeah. Two, room 237, very funny. Very funny. I saw that <laughs> in a packed um, movie theater in San Francisco, and the crowd was howling, and the director was there, and he said, I've never seen people, I, like, oh. I've seen so many <laughs> audiences watch this movie. I've never seen a crowd laugh as hard as you guys. Oh. So I don't know what that says about San Francisco's art loving community. Yeah. But you know, there it is. Uh,
0: and then awkward GF screen caps, the Homer Cubed Treehouse of Horror segment freaked me out a lot.
1: Awkward GF screen caps. <laughs> Explain yourself. What is that? <laughs> I don't I just I, I feel I don't want it you to know be what it revenge is? porn. You what know is what it is? is?
0: Gravity Falls. Oh. Shout out to Gravity Falls. Falls. Uh, And then one more from our Twitter... Uh, Bobby Cash, Jebediah Springfield's corpse, and when Homer's face melted after picking the right. barn. I want to go back to awkward GF screen caps. Let's, um, go, let's go there.
1: What an easy blog to make! <laughs> How
0: lazy that you just do screen
1: caps. I'm say, not disparaging blogs. I know we're all playing the Tumblr game trying to get a book deal.
0: I'll, I will say my favorite thing just to do for fun is to look at screen caps of The Simpsons. Same here. I here. Ha- my camera roll is probably. cat pictures, 20% Selfies, yeah, fifty percent Simpsons screencasts I for will, various. I want to do
1: a shout out to reasons. you as well. You posted this, I think, on the Facebook page or maybe your own Twitter, and then we reposted it on our Simpsons <laughs> Twitter, whatever. It's all the same person, but um, you you did a <laughs> post where you're like, sometimes I like to type Simpsons sad, and you posted this amazing photo of like a beefed up like uh, Guido Bart. It was really really great, but yeah. not like a bootleg Bart style Guido Bart. It was like sincerely authentically good, authentically art. good art. Yeah, it, it was it was really good
0: make sure to follow us on twitter on uh facebook and all that because we love to post our favorite yeah. Simpson's moments and we really like getting them from you oh man
1: absolutely i and email us too like i i would love to hear from you guys and i don't know i just like talking to people on the simpsons could them, you tell what you
0: think Ooh, yeah <laughs> uh and make sure to leave us reviews because that helps us uh yeah. get uh more people listening
1: right and right. we like to read them yeah, yeah, and and um, I don't know. Maybe the more reviews we have, the uh, we'll, the bigger the guests will get. Like uh, I don't know,
0: like We're gonna people, have uh, uh, Bart Simpson on next.
1: We're gonna have Bart Simpson, <laughs> and, and uh, it'll be pretty cool.
0: It's gonna be pretty cool. Uh, we will see you next week, you guys. All right, bye, bye.